0: up, and it tells the story of 78-year-old Carl Fredrickson meeting 8-year-old wilderness explorer Russell. Have any of you seen it? It's fantastic. I want to encourage you, if you have not seen the whole movie, to make some time. I will share my Disney Plus subscription with you so that you can see it. It is that wonderful. And what happens during the course of this movie is that these two strangers, who couldn't be any more different, go on the adventure of a lifetime and they discover together how important it is to have a friend. Carl needed someone to help him fulfill his lifelong dream of adventure, An eight-year-old Russell needed someone to believe in him. They couldn't have done it without each other. They couldn't have done it alone. This morning we're celebrating children's Sabbath. And we are reminding ourselves of just how much we need this next generation and how much they need us. This week, I spent some time thinking about the adults in my life, the adults who helped me as I was growing up, and I immediately thought of our neighbors, Kay and Ron. They lived just up the street from us. They were very good friends with my parents, and uh, they kind of became like a third set of grandparents for my brother and I. We would celebrate birthdays and holidays together. Kay would babysit us. Ron would even dress up as Santa and come to deliver gifts. And perhaps most importantly, once upon a time, they saved my life when I got stuck climbing up the ladder on our conversion van. I had tried to climb between that narrow space between the van and the ladder. Why I didn't just crawl up the outside of the ladder like a normal person, who knows? But I decided that it would be fun to crawl up in that narrow little space, and sure enough, I got myself stuck. Well, Kay and Ron heard my cries for help, called my parents to let them know what was happening. They probably took a picture before they got me down. It was pretty funny. But I was unharmed, and the van and the ladder were okay as well. Kay and Ron were good neighbors, and they were important adults in my early life. There were lots of other adults who came to mind this week as well. I was thinking about Sunday school teachers, Mrs. Etheridge and Miss Liebengoof, thinking about Pastor Stephanie, who led our youth group and taught me that young, creative women could be pastors. thought about my teacher, Mr. First, who reminded me that... Uh, Auditions for the first school play were happening that night and that I should probably be there. Thankful for uh, Reverend Folkers, who one Sunday after the youth-led worship asked me if I'd ever thought about being a pastor, to which I responded, no, thank you. <laughs> Thinking about Mrs. Watson and Miss Shicker, who helped with every high school drama department show. And the list just goes on and on. I feel very fortunate to have had so many supportive and encouraging adults in my life as a young person. And this morning, I want us to think about how we might be that for the young people in our lives. As we celebrate our children this morning, we give thanks for their gifts and their talents. And we gather to support them as they lead to remember just how important it is for us to do this work and this ministry of the church together. We need them, and they need us. And so I want us to think this morning about how we are helping to make this world a place where children are safe, a place where children are cared for, a place where they are given opportunities to grow and learn, Places where they can be exactly who God has called them to be. That movie Up illustrates what can happen when we build those connections and those relationships with one another. And so I encourage you to take some time in these morning hours to think about who has shaped your life and whose life you might help shape. In our United Methodist social principles, which is a big way of saying what we believe about how we are going to live in the world as United Methodists, we say this about our commitment to children. Adults and society in general have special obligations to children. Because all children have the right Quality education, food, shelter, clothing, health care, and emotional well being. And these rights are theirs regardless of actions or inactions of their parents or guardians. In particular, children must be protected from all forms of exploitation and abuse. And so that's what we have said is our commitment as United Methodists, as followers of Christ, to to the children in our community and our world. We want to make sure that every child has access to what they need to be healthy and safe so they can learn and grow. But that is not what our world looks like. In fact, the Children's Defense Fund, which is a nonprofit that works to advocate for children, they've been doing this work for more than 35 years, they've gathered some statistics about what's happening for children in the U.S. And I want to share those with you. According to their research, there are 105 million children in the U.S. that are living in poverty. There are more than 10.7 million children who are food insecure, which means that they live in a household where not everyone has enough to eat. And there are 4.4 million children under the age of 19 who do not have any form of health insurance. They also looked at the 2017-2018 school year. And during that school year, there were 1.5 million children enrolled in public schools who had experienced homelessness during that school year. Each day in America, there are five children who are killed by abuse or neglect. There are 827 babies born into extreme poverty, which is below half of the poverty line. Every day in America, 2,906 high school students drop out. And every day in America, there are 46 children or teens who are injured by a gun. That's every single day in America. I find those numbers heartbreaking because every one of those children has the right to food, shelter, clothing, health care, quality education, emotional well-being. And those are their rights regardless of the actions or inactions of their parents or guardians. And so when I hear those numbers, I'm reminded that we have work to do. We have work to do on behalf of our children. Our children need our help, they need our support, they need our advocacy to make sure that they can thrive and become the young people God has called and created them to be. Now there are some bright spots. I think that one of the most wonderful things that happens here at St. Paul's is our diaper pantry. Just a couple weeks ago, we had dozens of you gathered in Fellowship Hall, all ages, children, youth, and adults, gathered there to wrap thousands of diapers so that they could be distributed to our neighbors in Sarpy County. And I've got to tell you, it was the most joyful Sunday morning work project I've ever seen. Everyone was contributing. Everyone was having a great time because everyone knew what a difference it would make. I'm also inspired by our missions committee here and the work that they have done to connect our congregation with organizations like Foster Love, the Tri-City Food Pantry, the Pearl Food Pantry, Habitat for Humanity, One World Community Health Centers, Lift Up Sarpy County, these are organizations that are right here in our neighborhood and they are helping to meet real needs for families and children. And we get to help them do that good work. And so I want us to stay committed to that work in the world so that when we see those opportunities, when we read about them or or hear Ed do an amazing skit about them, that we are ready to respond with generosity and compassion. It doesn't matter if the right kid gets it. It matters that a kid gets it. And so we do it with generosity, with love and compassion. I also want to celebrate all of you who are in our communities making a difference, mentoring and leading and supporting our young people. Many of you are teammates' mentors. And so you're entering schools and you're meeting with a student one-on-one and you're listening to their life and you're reminding them that they have one more adult who is in their corner who will be there for them. Some of you do big brothers, big sisters. Some of you are here at the church. You're upstairs with me leading Sunday school and Club 456 and play and worship. You're in the nursery creating a safe space for our youngest members. You're in the youth room making sure that our youth have adults in their lives who support them and encourage them. You're helping with confirmation, even mentoring a young person moving through that process. And those kinds of relationships, they matter. They make a world of difference. And so we've got a good start, right? We're doing some really good things, but we are not done. These numbers tell us that there are children in our community Who do not yet have what they need. And we cannot let that stand. If we want to lift up and bless the next generation, it means making sure that the number of children living in poverty and at risk of hunger, that that number decreases instead of increases. It means making sure that children have access to health care and education at every stage of their lives. It means making sure that they have safe, affordable housing and that we put policies in place that keep them safe from violence. We need this next generation, and they need us. So may we lift them up, may we offer them our blessing, and may we commit ourselves to continue working on their behalf. May we be a blessing to them because they are such a blessing to us. Amen and amen.